Welcome back to the Axe Murder Diaries. I'm your host, Amanda, and today is a mini-episode. A mini-murderous episode. Because we have limited information, but I still think it's an interesting case worth talking about. Today, we're covering the axe murder of Anton Liska in Cleveland, Ohio, February 2nd, 1927. Let's get started. Ten years of tyranny was ended today as a mother and her 13-year-old daughter faced first-degree murder charges. Last night, Anthony Liska came home from work in his usual sullen frame of mind. He quarreled with Anna, his wife, and went to bed. Before doing so, he placed a hatchet under his pillow and told her, Your hour and minute has come. Keep your mouth shut. Long after he had fallen asleep, Mrs. Liska got up from her husband's side and called in her daughter, Elizabeth. In the dim shadows of approaching daylight, there followed a whispered conversation. Elizabeth went to the cellar and brought up another hatchet. Then, as Anthony Liska slept, the two women hacked him to death. The deed done, they extinguished every light in the house, bolted the doors, and while a younger daughter slept in a room adjoining of the murdered man's, they walked to a police station and confessed their crime. The Centennial, February 22, 1927. The Bar Daily Times of the same date told a slightly different story. Anton Liska, 38, was hacked to death with axes wielded by his daughter, Elizabeth, 12, and his wife, Anna, 36, today, because they were afraid he would kill us. The wife told the police that she struck the first blow with a long-handled woodsman's axe and her daughter aided her with a hatchet. Mrs. Liska said her husband has been whipping her and their three children, Elizabeth, Antoinette, 10, and Victoria, 14, and that the latter was forced to leave home. She asserted that during the night she wakened her husband and asked him to get her a drink. He refused and quarreled with her for waking him. Later, she said she got up while returning to bed, stumbled over an axe. Fearing her husband meant to kill her, she woke Elizabeth, who secured a hatchet. I hit him several times on the head with the axe, Mrs. Lizga told police, and then Elizabeth hit him. The mother then awakened the other two children, and all four went to a nearby police station. I'm sorry, in a way, I did it, she told police, but I feel my children are safe. My heart is lighter for my children live. My husband had been drinking and abusing us so that we all feared for our lives. Mrs. Anna Liska, 36, and her 13-year-old daughter, Elizabeth, were held last night without bail for the axe slaying of Anthony Liska, husband and father of the prisoners. Mrs. Liska was at the county jail and her daughter at the juvenile detention home. Liska was hacked to death while he slept in the family home at Euclid Village, a suburb yesterday morning. He had been cruel to Mrs. Liska and her three children, quarreled with them and threatened them, the woman told police. Public Opinion, February 3rd, 1927. Woman who killed husband out on bond, confessed murderess's attorney signs papers, bond fixed at $10,000. Smallest guarantee of appearance in recent years for first degree. Several precedents were set by Judge Walter McMowan in common police court here today when he released Mrs. Anna Liska, confessed murderess, on $10,000 bond. Judge McMowan explained that release of a person charged with first degree murder 
is subject to the discretion of the judge. The bond, the smallest fixed in recent years for a first-degree indictment, was signed by Mrs. Liska's attorney, David R. Rothkoff, the daughter, Elizabeth, 13, who secured a second axe when she saw her mother chopping Anthony Liska, the husband, while he slept and helped her to attack him to death, is held for juvenile court. Accused woman to testify in death of man, Mrs. Anna Liska, Cleveland, charged with manslaughter. Victim was hacked on February 2nd last while he slept. Anna Liska, charged with manslaughter for the slaying of her husband, Anton Liska, was expected to testify in her own defense today when trial resumes in Judge McMowan's court. Defense attorneys also expected to introduce several surprise witnesses in an attempt to prove that Liska had threatened his wife with death on occasions. The Evening Review, March 4, 1927. Widow faints twice at trial. Mrs. Anna Liska collapses as daughter testifies in murder case, hearing deferred. The trial of Mrs. Anna Liska, 36 years old, confessed slayer of her husband, Anton, came to an abrupt halt late today when she fainted twice during the cross-examination of her 11-year-old daughter, Antoinette. After her second collapse, Judge Walter McMowan ordered her to be taken to the Women's Bureau, where she was found to be in a highly nervous condition by Dr. R.G. Drossman. The physician said that it might be necessary to place her in a hospital if she suffered another collapse. Mrs. Liska swooned first when the daughter was testifying that she heard her father curse her mother as he prepared to retire. Court was recessed until she was revived, and the girl went on with her story. After the second collapse, Judge McMowan adjourned the hearing for the day. Dad cursed her something awful, the child related just before her mother swooned the first time. I could hear him through the bedroom door. He said, your hour is at hand. Your time is almost up. A crowd was in the courtroom. Having come in the hope that Mrs. Liska would take the stand to give her version of how she killed her husband with an axe as he slept the night of February 2nd. In her confession to police immediately after the killing, she declared she found the axe in the bedroom after her husband had fallen asleep, that she called her oldest daughter Elizabeth 13, and that together they crushed his skull with the weapon they feared was intended for them. No charge was placed against the girl. The Cincinnati Inquirer, March 4, 1927. Temporary Insanity Plea of Murderess. Temporary insanity was added to the defense plea today of Mrs. Anna Liska, 34, on trial for the murder of her husband, Anton, whom she confessed slaying with an axe as he slept in their home. Mrs. Liska, who fainted twice yesterday, unfalteringly took the stand today to reveal a series of beatings and attacks by her husband during the 15 years of her married life, and to corroborate testimony of her daughter, Victoria, 14, who declared she hated her father because he beat us. The plea of temporary insanity was added to the original plea of self-defense after an examination by Dr. R.G. Grossman of the court psychiatric clinics and three other physicians. Dr. Grossman attended Mrs. Liska yesterday during two collapses and asserted that she is anemic. The Times Recorder, March 5, 1927. Slayer claims mind was blank. Woman says she saw red 
when she killed husband with axe. Changing the story that she had told authorities previously, Mrs. Anna Liska, on trial for manslaughter, today testified that her mind was blurred when she killed her husband, Anton, with an axe, and that she could not remember the actual killing. I saw red. My head was on fire. I don't remember what happened. She said as she described a tussle with her husband for possession of the axe she found under the bed. Dayton Daily News, March 7, 1927. Mrs. Anna Liska, on trial for manslaughter, today finished her story of how she killed her husband, Anton, with an axe on the night of February 2nd. The jury that heard it probably will take the case by noon tomorrow. Both sides rested after she had finished, and when court recessed, arguments were in progress. The story was not easy in the telling, and the witness collapsed twice on the stand. Throughout the day, she sat before the crowded courtroom, recounting in detail years of alleged abuse that led up to the fatal night when she found the axe which she believed intended for herself, and with it, battered out the life of the father of her three daughters. She told of a quarrel in bed on the night of the killing, and of a threat she said was made then of her husband. She had asked him to get her a drink. His response, she said, was to tell her she would not need many more drinks. I got out of bed myself and went for the drink, she continued. As I came back, I stumbled over an axe. I knew it was for me. I got back in bed and lay there, praying. Then I got up and picked up the axe. For several minutes, I stood beside him. I thought he was asleep, but he wasn't. He jumped at me, and I hit him. As she reached the climax of her story, Mrs. Liska's eyes dropped to the axe resting on the floor before her, tagged as evidence. Her shoulders swayed, and she slid in the chair unconscious. For five minutes, Bertha Bodel, court probation officer, sought to revive her. Then the story went on until a second collapse forced another interruption. Her three daughters, the eldest 15, sat around the council table while she testified. Collapses as she tells of killing of husband with axe. The Times Recorder, March 8, 1927. Personally, I find that story a bit far-fetched. I do believe that if the children are testifying that he was abusive towards her and them, that that is true. But that is a weird-sounding story to me. Jury of six men and six foremen in Cleveland returns verdict of manslaughter against Mrs. Anna Liska, who confessed killing husband with axe. Argus Leader, March 9, 1927. Woman convicted of slaying husband. Mother found guilty of manslaughter will ask new trial. Mrs. Anna Liska, who confessed that she killed her husband Anton with an axe, was convicted of manslaughter by a jury composed of six men and six women. She was released on $10,000 bail, pending a hearing Saturday, on her motion for a new trial. The verdict carries a sentence of from 1 to 20 years in the reformatory. The case was prosecuted by Miss Evelyn Cohen, assistant county prosecutor. Four times since the trial started last Friday, Mrs. Liska fainted in the courtroom, twice Monday as she testified regarding details of the night when she found an axe in her bedroom and believing it intended for herself, used it to beat her husband to death.
Evening Star, March 11th, 1927. Hope is held by axe murderer. Anna Liska, convicted of the axe murder of her husband, clung to the hope today that she may not serve the one to 20 year sentence which may be imposed on her. Judge Walter McMallon today ordered Dr. Royal G. Grossman to examine the woman physically and mentally to see if she should be sentenced. Hope for parole lies in the fact that Grossman testified in behalf of Mrs. Liska at her trial. Dayton Daily News, March 13, 1927. Sentence. Confessed slayer of husband, woman who killed spouts with acts to be taken to Marysville Women's Home. Mrs. Anna Liska, confessed act slayer of her husband Anton, was sentenced to an indeterminate term in the Marysville Reformatory today by Judge Walter McMowan. She was convicted after she declared from the stand that she killed her husband because she feared for the lives of her three daughters and herself. Returned to jail. I had hopes at the time of paroling the prisoner, but in view of a confidential report made to me, I feel that she must be sentenced, Judge McMowan said. Mrs. Liska's counsel announced an appeal, and she was returned to jail in lieu of $5,000 bond. The Akron Beacon Journal, March 28, 1927. Begins her sentence. Anna Liska, axe slayer of her husband, Anton, began serving a sentence of 1 to 20 years in Marysville Reformatory today. Dayton Daily News. March 31st, 1927. So interestingly, I also read that Judge McMowan's decision to sentence her was based on Dr. Royal Grossman's um, assessment of her. And apparently she was in good physical condition. I don't know about mental, but that was the deciding factor for him. Now, when I was reading about the fact that she passed out so many times, I couldn't help thinking... Did she really pass out or was this trying to, are we just trying to go for the insanity plea here? Um, Let me know what you guys think about that one. And that, my friends, is all we know. We do not know if her sentence was ever commuted, if she was ever released, and we do not know what happened to her children. It is particularly frustrating following our last case where a man killed a sex worker in cold blood and was eventually pardoned. One would think, that a woman who allegedly killed in self-defense and in the defense of her children was more deserving of a release. It seemed the judge wanted to do the right thing. It seemed he pitied her, but ultimately decided that she needed to be sentenced. It's hard to say what would have happened the next morning if she had not killed him. Would he have picked up the hatchet and murdered his wife and three children? There are so many cases where that is exactly what happened. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this mini episode and reading along with me as we try to piece together what exactly happened here. I will be posting the photos from this case on the Instagram at the Axe Murder Diaries, and perhaps you'll be able to see why I insisted on talking about this case, even with our limited information available. And also, don't be shy. If you listen to the episode and want to discuss, you can always comment below on the Instagram photos. All right, see you next time. Bye.